ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Throwing it out there. I like the kid. I want him to succeed over there. Mentally, he needs to get his head back in the game to race with those guys. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Title 24, presented by NBC Sports. I'm Ricky Carmichael. Alongside of me, my co-host, Ryan Villapoto. Uh, we got a massive thanks uh, to United Motorsports, Boxo USA, and uh, Quadlock Case. We appreciate the partnership, some of the uh, best stuff, uh, best companies in the business. And uh, thanks for uh, uh, tagging along on this ride. It's been a fantastic season. And RV, before we get going, we got a special guest coming on. Uh, but I thought you and I, we were kind of talking this week, you know, we weren't going to do anything and we're like, man, with all the announcements and silly season coming out uh, this last week, we're like, I think we should do something and, and maybe chime in, huh? That's right. Yeah. We got to, we got to stay up on the front lines of this thing, man. There's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of guys changing, moving around, you know, some, some new manufacturers. There's all kinds of stuff to talk about. That's our, that's right. So our, uh, our special guest today, um, he is the chief editor at WeWentFast.com, uh, Brett Smith, uh, just a fantastic guy. And a quick story before we uh, bring him in. I've known Brett for a very long time. He's from Michigan. Uh, we raced amateurs together, same class, same age group, all that fun stuff. But uh, nevertheless, uh, Brett has uh, been in the industry th- his whole life. Uh, he's very passionate about it. And um, if, if you don't know him, you need to know him. Uh, he recently... Uh, wrote just an absolutely incredible story about my departure from Honda uh, to Suzuki, did a ton of work, spent uh, a lot of time, did a lot of research uh, on this story. It was the greatest gamble in motocross. So uh, make sure you check that out at We Went Fast. But uh, he's been, um, you know, he's an editor, a great writer, um, like I said, passionate, a true historian of the sport. He works closely with uh, Clinton Fowler, the king of the calculators as well. And, uh, you know, with the silly season amongst us and all of the um, all of the news coming out from some of the teams, some of the, um, the media stuff that I've, we've seen from some of the teams, which is pretty cool, uh, throwing a little sense of humor in there as well. Uh, we figured let, let's bring them on. So uh, we would love to introduce uh, Brett Smith. Hey, guys, thanks for having me on the show. All right. All right, Brett. Uh, yeah, so uh, I just shared the story about uh, how we met and our journey through uh, amateur racing, and then you went on to to do other things. But you've always been a uh, just a historian of the sport, and uh, you've worked really hard. All of your stories that you've done, uh, just uh, the, the amount of time that you put in, and, and just a quick 
a quick rundown for our listeners and viewers of the time you spent, who you talked to uh, for your latest story that you wrote about my departure from Honda to Suzuki and, and what was the mindset and the thoughts and, and, and all that. If you, if you want to explain to us and everyone that journey and what it was like when you did your, your research. Yeah. The greatest gamble in motocross, it started as a, as a deep dive into your perfect seasons, but we both quickly realized, well, you won all the races. That's not that interesting of a story. And we kept talking about switching from Honda to Suzuki and everything that went into that. I mean, like we both said, that's the story, how this happened, how you were recovering from a knee injury and people were doubting you. And there was a lot of noise in the background and it's a silly season story. Everyone loves a good silly season story. And especially that one, you know, it had never been told. How did Honda let you go in the first place? How in the hell did Suzuki come up with the money to pay you? They hadn't been winning championships and, you know, many championships in your lifetime. And, uh, you know, thanks to the people around you, they were willing to dig through your archives and, and pull up old emails and contracts and really dive into all those details. That's crazy. That's really crazy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that. It, I just go back, like, like I said, a lot of the people don't know just how much time you spent on this. I mean, how long? How long was it from start Eight, to finish? Eighteen months off and on. Like I would pick it up, work on it, put it away. I would, I would, you know, agent David Mormon. You know, this was your agent. That was a long time ago for him. He's not representing motocross athletes anymore, and for him to say, okay, let me help out this guy who I don't even know, you know, let me dig through my archives. That, that was a big lift for him. And so I was waiting on information from him and Ricky Ryan, so much happens in these athletes lives, right. That they don't even know about, you know, you might go on a podcast and go, Oh, I remember, I, I think it was this, or I think it was that I'm talking about contract details, uh, bonuses, you don't even know because you're so focused on racing that you, you don't even know what's going on in the back end. So I had to you know, find your circle, everyone that was there with you during that time and, and get them to kind of spill the details, if you will, because is it true, Ryan? Like you guys don't even know sometimes what's going on uh, in the circle around you, right? Exactly. Like, yeah, I've been asked, I don't know how many questions. Well, what about, you know, what about this? What'd you get paid for this? Well, how did this go break down or, you know, break it down for us. And I'm like, as a writer and probably Ricky, very similar, like you're so entrenched in, you know, the racing, the development, winning. the winning, um, you know, you have a team like, like Ricky had an agent. I had an agent. They handled all that back end stuff. So 18 months to work on that and to, and drum up all this information. I mean, it had to be, it, it's a lot of work, buddy. I mean, dude, like what, what was really cool RV is, um, how Brett like called my old, my old, uh, my old manager, David Mormon. Uh, so for those of you guys listening and, and, or watching, uh, David Mormon, uh, was my old agent from 2001 or two to, uh, till 2008, I think seven or eight. Uh, when I retired from racing dirt bikes uh, shortly thereafter. But uh, nevertheless, I hadn't spoke to him since then, uh, but he did an incredible deal. Uh, you need to read it. Uh, it's on We Went Fast. But uh, it was cool for me to see all the people that you reached out to, Brett, uh, that I hadn't talked to in years, people at Honda, like Ray Blank, uh, the president of American Honda at the time, 
um, you know, my old agent, David Mormon, David Mormon, uh, worked for an agency. He had an agency out of Orlando. They actually represented, uh, myself and Bubs for a little bit of time, just a little short time with, with, with Bubs. But, uh, for me, basically, you know, for, for a long time, seven years or so. Uh, but it was just cool to listen to the stories, Chuck Miller being one guy, Gary Christopher from, from Honda as well. I mean, basically you talked, you basically talked to everyone, all the main beat players, except obviously, uh, uh, Mel Harris from Suzuki who had uh, passed away before you had an opportunity to, uh, to talk to him, but it was cool that everyone was willing to chime in for the most part. Thankfully, I save everything. So I found an interview I did with Uncle Mel back in 2005. So, oh, oh, yeah, oh. Yeah, I, I save wow. everything. No stone unturned. But, you know, 20 years is a long time and memories fade. So you just keep digging and digging until you realize everyone's kind of telling you the same thing and you're not finding new information. But I was there during both of your silly season switches, Ricky, um, 01 Honda to or Kawasaki to Honda and then 04 mm-hmm. Honda to Suzuki. And so tying this with what with what is going on today, I got a question for you. Yeah. Your switch from Kawi to Honda was a secret. No one talked about yeah. it. We all knew about it, but no one said anything. It was this like uh tense secret all through the summer. Whereas a few years later, you go from Honda to Suzuki. And we all knew it. You were out with it. You talked to Cycle News. You interviewed with me about it. But it was like, okay, it's out there. Now we're going to go racing. Let's not worry about it. We'll revisit this in September, October, when you'll see me on a yellow bike. Was there a reason for those decisions, why you talked in one and didn't talk in the other? Yeah, because I was pretty much sworn to secrecy um, with, with Honda. You know, a lot like the Triumph stuff. You know, like we just... We're under strict NDAs and, and and trying to keep this thing under wrap because the Triumph thing, you know, building something from the ground up, um, you know, making changes on the motorcycles, you know, big changes on the motorcycles took time, uh, you know, so we just, you know, we just weren't at liberty to talk and and they had a whole rollout plan. Um, very similar in, a di- in its own way when I left Cowie going to Honda. They wanted it to be a massive secret. And if you go back to that year of, from 2001 to 2002 series, I mean, F- factory Honda, I mean, they rolled out the, you know, the, the checkbook for racing in all forms, whether it's road or motocross. I mean, dude, we had myself, uh, Nathan Ramsey, we had Ernesto Fonseca. Um, I, I did Tortelli. I can't remember. I think Tortelli was our teammate also. Um, if he wasn't, then, then I'm, mis- I'm misspoken. And then you go on the road race side, what they had the Boston brothers, Nikki Hayden. I mean, dude, it was just absolutely slammed and they had been on a dry spell for quite some time, basically in, at least in the, on, to, on the motocross side, uh, since MC left. So they were, uh, they were really ready to, uh, roll it out. And luckily it worked out for all of us. Uh, but yeah. It was just they wanted to keep everything quiet. And I think there there was uh, a respect factor there. Like, you know, they didn't want to poo-poo all over, all over Cowie. But the crazy thing is, an RV, this is, I don't know if you've been in this, this spot. Um, and I know I'm kind of bouncing all around here. But, dude, like, Cowie never, if my mind serves me right, I don't, like, Cowie never gave me an offer to, to like, stay with them. Mm-hmm. 
it, it's really it's really weird. I had a uh, yeah, like I had a conversation um, with someone, one of my bosses at Cowie uh, at Vegas Supercross inside the semi, and I said, "Hey, this is what I'm. You know, I just wanted to let you know this is what I'm gonna do, and you know, and these are the reasons why, and blah blah blah. I just you know, I felt like I owed it to 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 him to be honest with him and forthcoming about my decisions, and and most importantly, why I was making the decisions. But then I go back to, you know, like, dude, I, I it was kind of an easy decision, RV. Because I didn't have anything to get, like, I didn't have to make a decision. Like, especially- they weren't trying to keep you there. Yeah, yeah. They're like, "Hey, man, what can we do to keep you here?" Yeah, we don't and- want you to leave. How can we make this right? What do you need from our end? Yeah, it was. It, it seemed very like. Like, are they, are the, do you right. like? This is what, and sorry, Brett. Like, I, I'm not not trying to steal the show here, but what, like, RV, were you ever in a position? To where you were forced to make that hard call, like, "Hey, man, like Yamaha's coming at me, or Honda's coming at me." I mean, was there? Ever- um, no, never, no, never. To be honest, um, wow, really? Not, not, you were not not once. I had one, as far as I, you know, I had Bobby Nichols was my um, my mm-hmm. agent my entire career, um, and we had an offer from Honda and it was, it was like, I think I want to say it was 800 grand and I was upwards of, you know, re- right at two, I believe at Cowie. And it was, it was, the gap was so huge. It wasn't worth it. What I, it, we put the, what, we put what year the was this ish? That would have been 2000. Let's see. I went oh uh, nine, 10, 11. It would have been 2011 contract year, I believe. Heading into the 2012 season? 12, 13, 14. Yeah, I believe so. Because that was when, because my Kawasaki contract for was, was 12, 13, and 14. I ended up doing a three-year contract. Um, that's cu- kind of par for the course of the European thing. Because um, I, was, I figured I was going to, look, I'm going to do three years um, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm done. Um, but closest thing was, was Honda was an offer, but it was substantially lower. So it wasn't even a conversation. You were the defending Supercross <laughs> champion. It's nuts. Yep, yep. Wow. I, 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 you know, I think it was. It's it's interesting to see, right? Like, I feel like some of these teams go through rebuilding stages, and um, you know, they were after, still rebuilding from paying RC. Ex- well, kind you know, if you want to say it like that, yeah, like rebuilding. They, you know, RC had just went to went, you know, or he had left, you know, and it, they. You know, I think at the time they had they had Trey, they had uh, Chad for you know popping in and out. I think he rode for Factory, and then he did his own team, and they were kind of in this limbo type of type of year. So I don't know if they were ready to to spend the money to go and win because that's what it takes. You got to spend the money if you want to win. Yeah. So hey, one you- more point on the story, and then I want to throw another question at you, RV. Um, yeah, in the greatest gamble in motocross, we got deep into the numbers. We dug into Ricky's actual contracts. So they're not just, we think maybe it could have been. No, we, we, we tell the numbers. RV, Ricky was part of the two biggest silly season stories in motocross history. Do you wish you had had one of those stories to tell now, you know, 10 years after your career, that you've been part of that scramble? As stressful as it is in the moment, I'm sure, looking back on it, it's a pretty cool story. It totally is. And I've said this in the past, and I think I've said this on the show a couple of times. And, um, you know, I, I reference Eli, you know, at Kawasaki, um, watching that wind down, 
um, yeah. kind of figuring out if he's going to retire, if he's going to keep racing. Um, I think we all could see on his, you know, yes, he was he over it. It looked like he was kind of over it, but it was more or less, you know, he needed a, a, a scenery change. And I believe that that would have, that would have helped me also. If I would have had a scenery change, a n- new set of goals, new team members. Um, I think for me, the w- one thing is, is what made my relationship a little bit different with Kawasaki was, was I started from team green, you know, eighties up to Mitch, Mitch to, to the factory team. So, you know, when you, if I would have done a say, let's say I took the Honda deal at 800 grand, I would have been like, say 24, 25 ish, 24, I believe 23, 24. Um, at that point, you know, I don't want to use, say that I was much older and wiser, but when I signed my Kawasaki contract, I was like, you know, call it 19. I was still really like kind of a kid, you know, that, so I don't want to say they treated me like a kid, but essentially like I was this kid that came from super minis to PC to now factory. So I think the dynamic would have been different when you, when you switch teams, you go to them and they're, they're, they're looking at you as, as an equal almost not that Cowie didn't. Cause I still love those guys. Um, still have a great relationship with them, but I think our work relationship would have been a little bit different. I think I could have had, I could have swung my weight around more at a different team um, in the middle of my career, if that makes sense. That does. And let's use that as the segue to get into the hot topic right now. We are at the end of silly season. Chase Sexton is 24 years old. It is October. The deal has not been announced, but everyone and their grandmother has said goodbye to him from Honda. Uh, <laughs> it has not been announced where he's going, but we, we know that he's going to be going to KTM after 146 races on a wow. red bike. Reactions, guys, who wants to take it first? Just your instant reaction to this. You've had the whole season to think about it. And again, worst kept secret in moto. No one has talked about it, just like Ricky switched to Honda back in 01. Uh, I mean, I think it's great. I, I, I honestly, I think, I think that, um, you know, looking, looking at Team Honda and looking at the success that the Lawrence brothers have had, we, you know, that's, it's, it's natural course of like, obviously they're going to bring Hunter up into that, uh, up into that seat. Right. So I think, uh, I, I do think Chase is, is, I think it's good for him now. I think it's good for the change. I think he, I think that's going to be, I think Roger can, can, you know, I don't want to say use the word help. Cause I think Lars was a great team manager too, but you know, he's going to go to a different team, like a very similar to me, like he's going to go there at 24 as a supercross champion, he's going to be able to throw his weight around. He's going to be able to, you know, tell them what he wants or doesn't like and things like, I just feel like he'll, he'll have a better foundation underneath of him if that makes sense. Um, But I don't, I can't tell you if it's going to change his results. Yeah. I don't think any of us can. I mean, I, Hey, throwing it out there. I like the kid. I want him to succeed over there. And there's some guys at Red Bull, KTM, a few guys that, that I've worked with in the past that I would love to see have some success. Uh, it just, dude, I mean, RV, you know better than anyone. It's, it's so hard. And I don't know that the grass is going to be greener. I think maybe mentally it will be good, like, like, like RV has said. And it's just like, wow, like, Look how good it was when Eli went to, to Monster Energy Star Yamaha. I never anticipated that success ever. But you know what? If, if, if that is the difference maker, then you know what? Time will tell and we will find out. And I think we will know early on. I think we talked here on uh, Title 24 probably months back, RV. What? Like we're, we're going to know about round five of Supercross where, where they're at, dude. 
And exactly. And that's, that's what we have to see, right? Like, does it come out? Does it, does he come out and just, and, 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 you know, build nicely or like the thing is, is where it is, and I know we're going to have it, we're going to see it. There's going to be a fire drill and that is going to be where, how do they rebound from the fire drill? i say Saturday night, you know, wheels fall off the wagon. We got to go back Monday, Tuesday, we're back to, te- we have to reinvent ourselves essentially get back up on the horse. Um, those are the times that, that are Megan, it may be uncomfortable for him or that he's really going to have to learn, right. That scenario, because he's been through the toughs, the ups and downs with Honda and the, in the, the team personnel never has he done that with KTM and Red Bull. Obviously they've done it with you, Ricky. They, they, they know how to groom these riders up to, to get the best out of them, but it's going to be a learning curve for both sides for Kate, Red Bull, KTM and, and chase. And the, and the thing is to like, well, here, I mean, we talk about Jet so much. I mean, listen, dude, he is one of those riders. He is special. His results speak for themselves. So it's not like like Chase is lining up against a dude that is like just a normal guy. You know, if, if Jet and his stats are showing, and, and Brett, you would know more to this because uh, uh, your relationship with King of the Calculator, I mean, you're not just racing a, a normal guy. So is is the you know, the switch with Chase going from Honda to KTM. Was it a good switch for him? Possibly. But will we ever be able to see that materialize? Who knows? Time's only going to tell because he's he's racing what could be one of the best guys to ever do it. He's got a long way to go to prove that and build those numbers up. I'm, 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 I'm just saying he has the pedigree and it looks like he has a pedigree to do that. So it's, it's going to be tough. But one thing I will say about... Um, Chase said, I really admire him for is the guy never, ever, ever gives up. I mean, every time he would get up, come back swinging, he's positive. And, uh, you know, he's going to have to have that mentality for the rest of his career. A hundred percent. Right. I mean, he's going to have to. Yep. No. And I think, and I think he does. I think we've seen that, um, from Chase, this year alone, I think we, we've, we see how thick his skin is and the resiliency that he has because, man, media, fans, I mean, and, and, and himself, more importantly, have been very hard on him for the care. And I just say careless mistakes, you know, um, nine times out of 10, they're careless mistakes. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping to see that he, he can figure that out. And, 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 and look, how crazy would it be to – to, for those mistakes, those careless mistakes to now be gone on a different manufacturer. I'm not saying it's going to, but we have to say, I have to throw it out there that it is a different chassis. It's a different motor. It's a different suspension. It's a whole different motorcycle. So um, it could work into his favor or it could be, man, we got a lot of stuff we have to figure out on this motorcycle. We don't know. Yeah. Last point on chase. That is his kryptonite lost positions, right? And Eli doesn't do that. Jet doesn't do that. Hunter rarely does that. You look at Chase's stats from 2023, Indy, he went from third to 10th. Seattle, he went from first to fifth. Those killed him, you know. Mm-hmm. In the end, it was Eli's first to 22nd, you know, at, at Denver there that, that did him in. But that's what costs you championships. It costs Eli the championship, and it could have cost Chase the championship had Cooper Webb stayed in it in 2023. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's very does, interesting. Does a new bike fix that? We won't know. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Time, time's going to tell. And I mean, I hope I hope it goes good for him. I really do, because I want to see a, a damn good battle. 
Uh, but it's just, I think for someone like for RV and I, RV, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like you probably have the same mindset here. It's just like, <laughs> we've been in it for so long. It's like, okay, well, that's great. He's on a new bike, whatever, but we just, you got to, sh- we've got to see, we've got to see it happen. We've got to see it materialize. So I don't think. We and, and Ricky, I will say that like, I'm sure people had doubts from, you know, from Kawasaki to Honda, right. Yeah. Uh, for, for you. And then Honda. For to- sure. Honda to Suzuki. Exactly. Like, you know, you're going to a different, different brand, something that hasn't won in a while. So, but here's the difference between guys like me, you chase jet and all these other guys, like it, it, it's the color of the motorcycle and that is the only thing different in, in, in our, in our heads, really like, you That's know, right. as chase switching over, he, I can guarantee you. And I know, you know, this for a fact and not because I've asked him just because I know his, his, how he is meant, you know, like how they are mentally, how these racers are like, you know, yes. Will he have some issues? Probably, but his mental capacity and what he's going to do, we, he's, he's a winner and he's going to put himself in that position. Not to say he's going to not have any mistakes, but he will get wins on that KTM and he will be in the fight because he's a, he's a champion. Yep. RV, can you believe that Ricky never rode that Suzuki before he signed that contract? Can you even fathom that? Um, yeah, yes and no. I mean, I, risky, right. You know, like to, to not ride it and see how far off it was compared to what he was riding. But once again, he knew Ricky knew that he was going to go there and, and, and they were going to not leave any stone on and they were going to roll the red carpet out for him. And it's just a different color motorcycle. If he can win on the Honda and he can win on the Cowie, he's going to win on the Suzuki. And that's, that's my point to chase. And and to that point, RV is like, I was racing Reedy at the time. Like Bubs wasn't quite there yet. So I'm like, dude, if I'm on similar equipment, as as Reedy, I feel like I can get him, you know. Yep. And Rod was telling me like, "Hey, dude, the engine package is a spitting a spitting image of of the Yamaha, the YZ250." So that's what kind of gave me, you know, gave me clarity in my decision. Was it was it risky? Of course it was by not riding it. But if I did the the, the most of my homework that I could have possibly done without riding it behind the scenes and asking questions like that, hey. What kind of tires can we use? Will we have the availability to use Bridgestone? I know you have a deal with Dunlop now, but can we go? Can we go there? Yeah, no problem, RC. Okay. What about what about suspension? Can we do Showa? Can we do KYB? You know, like I mean, I went through all those checklists, and I mean, the older you get, you know those type of things, so you can ask those questions because you know what it takes to win. And so I had did as much as I could possibly do without riding it. So. Hmm. that's yeah, a big deal for those companies because there is so much pride wrapped up in everything that they do right to, so to have some 20 something year old young man come in and ask those questions and well can i do this instead yeah and for them to say yes yeah that's a big deal it is a big deal and i think that shows you and that's why i say you have these highs and lows of like right now you have honda up on this just crushing it riding that wave you know all the way to the beach and, uh, you know, they were, Suzuki was in that position at that time, right? It seems like listening to the story is like, okay, we're, we're putting our, all of our efforts into RC and we're going to try to win a championship. Well, like, like Ryan said, and we'll move on to the next one. I mean, RV said it perfectly. If you want to win, you got to spend the money to do it and you have to make the changes uh, you're wi- willing to make to win, you know? And if, if you got to ruffle feathers and you know what, you, the team is sponsored by Dunlop 
And you know what? Bridgestone is the best. You know what? It's up to Raj to make that uncomfortable call. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And and Raj did it, and he he will do that. Now I will say, and RV, you know this better than anyone. They're gonna they're they're going to let Chase make some calls. I'm sure that they will. But if he doesn't rise to the occasion and he doesn't back that up, then then Chase is going to have to start playing their game. They're like, mm-hmm. all right, we gave you rope. We let you do things the way you wanted. And you better put up when, when they give you that opportunity. Because if you don't, then you're screwed. Then yep. you're playing to their beat the rest of the rest of the partnership. In my yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's got to be that working relationship. And like they, if they give them some rope, for sure, I think they need to. Um, but also too, we, we know that, look, I, I'm not an engineer. You're not an engineer. We know what we, no. we know what we think we want and we try to lead those guys in the right direction. And that's all we can really do. That's right. Well, Cooper Webb is back on Yamaha. He's already, he already has three races. He did the super motocross championships on the YZ 450 F, mm-hmm. uh, returning to Yamaha for the first time since 2018, but that is not the same bike. Speaking of similar equipment, we know that Eli one on that Yamaha should we expect the same out of Cooper and how much do we factor in what we saw in LA Chicago and Charlotte hmm. yeah I, mean, I, seven, think, eight, seven, I, think Cooper, I think Cooper I think he did well uh on the last race a little more super crossy I think leaving leaving uh KTM then switching to another manufacturer uh, I do think that he's in a better place mentally um, I think he has the the racecraft to do well and do better. I think than than what he did in the SMX playoffs, a hundred percent. I just think it's it's going to take time. I I just think Cooper is one of those guys where if you give him a little bit, he's going to keep keep getting better and better and better. And sometimes it only takes just a little bit to get him going. So I feel you know. It's going to certainly be helpful in this off season to spend some time, get going, get more comfortable. Now that he doesn't like his his back's not against the wall, like he's not up in front of the calendar. He knows he has time to get going. He can take his time. You know, he can take weeks on weeks to get things right with the bike, rather than oh my gosh, we got to hurry up and get ready for this. And he knows he. I feel like that team is going to give him what he needs. He knows where his bike needs to be. And, and he'll go to work. Dude, he's consistent. Um, if he starts getting good starts, he'll figure it out. I feel like that. I think he's earned that right. He's a two-time Supercross champ. And until he gives us a reason to not believe in him, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I, I, personally, I mean, I'm gonna, I think that, that he kind of needs to – watching the last three rounds – of you know smx uh i know it was a new motorcycle he was he didn't have a ton of time he had more time than than a couple days obviously but um to me i think that the pace has been elevated um watching looking at coop i think mentally he needs to get his head back in the game to race with those guys i'm not saying that he doesn't have the speed but i think he's in a critical little bit of a critical point in his career um, you know, making that switch kind of mid season, unhappy over at KTM, um, you know, now, so, I, so I, I will say, I feel like his back is up against the wall, not with time, but I feel like he's, he's got to make something happen in these first eight rounds of Supercross on wow. the, on the, on the star. Dude, Yamaha bike. I think great. if he doesn't get out there and he doesn't get in the mix with chase with, with Eli, with 
Jet and really, because to me, he wasn't in the mix at these no. last three rounds. Oh, dude, he was 25 seconds back. He My was 30 30- seconds behind yeah. the person in front of him in both yeah. motos. He was fifth and third in L.A. Yep, great finish. You know, not a, not 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 horrible finishes, respectable finishes. But but watching Chase, watching Jet, watching Kenny be able to rise to the occasion, hitting that quad, you know, that Jet did, like all those little things. He needs to get his. He needs to sharpen himself to get him back in that mix. And right now, I feel like that's where he's, where it's a, a kind of a critical situation. He, this off season has to go perfect for him. They need to get that, you know, get the bike where he wants it. Um, for him to have that best shot. And then once again, get out there and gate drops Anaheim one. He needs to put himself up front in that, I think in those first five rounds and, and that's, make that's, a statement. That that's he's incredible. Gonna- yeah. Incredible analysis. You're exactly right. And I didn't think of that. That is, that is awesome insight. Yeah. He's got, now that you've said that and like open, open the door, I'm like, Oh dude, he, he does need to, he's got to step it up. Do you yeah, think, yeah. and then we'll move on to the next, we'll let Brett move on to the next one. RV, I feel like he is one of those guys that if he can hop behind him in practice or like say a heat race early on in the season, learn that pace. Do you feel like he will have what it takes to make that next step and run that intensity, run that pace or not? Um I do. I think he's totally capable of it, but like we've mentioned it on the show before, like he's got to improve his, his whoops, right? Like his, his, his whoops speed has been kind of his downfall in supercross. And as you know, if you give up half a second in one straightaway on the whoops or, in, you know, with the whoops, like got up against guys like Chet, up against guys like Eli and, and chase, um, you know, like seconds and, over the race. Exactly. Like that's a lot. And then if you're, if you're struggling, you know, if you're just staying on their coattails everywhere else and you're getting waxed in the whoops, like it's not enough. And mentally what's that do to his headspace? Like that's where I feel like he's got to get out there. He's got to come out swinging. He he's been, he, you know, everybody knows he's been on the bike longer than anybody else. Um, new, new bike that is, you know, leading into this, into this upcoming season. So everybody's going to be expecting, along with the riders, I'm expecting that. That's what he has to do, in my opinion, is get up and, and get in the mix right away. Cooper Webb, 28 years old next month, 224 career races. He is 10th all-time in Supercross wins, tied with Kenny at 21. Let's move on to Hunter Lawrence. He's 24 years old, and we expect him to move to the 450 class full-time. So we have the Lawrence brothers – competing in their first 450 Supercross races together. Is there any reason why, RV, we shouldn't expect Hunter to win just as we expect Jet to win? So, I, so Brett, I think, I think, um, I think uh, Hunter is more calculated. Um, I, think he, I think he calculates his risks more than Jet. Um, so I think that could work into his benefit on, on the 450 um, I do think that, I mean, just watching LA, for example, I brought that up again. The pace was, was, was unbelievably high. Um, I think that's going to be, uh, a learning curve for him. I think he's going to, he's going to leave the lights class as, as, as we all know, as, as everybody's full of piss and vinegar. Um, these guys are just balls to the walls. A lot of the times where 450 class class is a little more calculated. Um, they're, they're more mature. Their racing is a little more stable. They race, you know, better around all of each other. But I think 
you know, Hunter, in my opinion, Hunter needs to get move up to that 450 class and, and just be right in that top five area. And then I feel like he's then going to start to build. Um, I don't see, I don't think we come out seeing him standing on top of the box at, uh, at um, Anaheim one, let's say, I mean, it'd be insane if that happened. Right. But um, I feel like of the guys he's racing against, I feel like Hunter, just knowing him as a person on a personal level, like he's going to, he's going to, he's going to start to catch that wave and then it's, he's going to ride it, you know, as long as he can you know, stay off the ground and not be hurt and, and things like that and have things go a little bit of luck his way. I think we'll see him up in the mix, but I don't see, I don't, I don't see him racing for wins right away. Ricky, what do you expect from Hunter and what do you think he I mean, does better than his brother jet? Well, he is more calculated. He's smoother. He's less riskier for sure. I think uh, in some regards that is, that is helpful on the 450 as far as raw speed and willing to hang it out. I feel I back up RV and echo what he is saying. Like you're going to have to do that. I feel like with chase and, and jet and even Eli, you know, like we haven't talked about Eli much uh, do not sleep on this guy's skills. I mean, he, he has been special and I feel like, you know, maybe, maybe that injury was a blessing. I feel like he's going to have a newfound energy. He's certainly going to be rested and um, so I think his biggest, I think his biggest challenge is going to be intensity and, and being will, willing to hang it out. I think he's a podium guy. Um, you know, that 450 class, I mean, if you can get a good start and run up front early and, and have some intensity early, you can, you can run up, you can, you can be top five. Um, I mm-hmm. think on ability, he's easily top five, I think on a good night. Um, and when I say good night, you know, like assuming that Jet doesn't run up front and Kenny doesn't run up front and Chase doesn't run up front, Eli doesn't run up front. Like I, podium's not going to be easy for him. Uh, he has the ability to do it, but he's he's going to have to hang it out. Um, but it, I mean, it's going to be fun to see for sure. Hmm. I don't know. Speaking of Eli, it is a busy truck over there at star racing Yamaha. Justin Cooper is expected to move to the 450 full-time. Also he comes into the season 26 years old and he's, we've seen him in the 450 class. He started five races last year, seven, seven, 10, nine, six. Ricky, were you impressed by Cooper's uh, debut? If you will. Yeah, I am. I am. Um, we talked about this, uh, RV and I did about a month ago when we heard some rumblings about, you know, is Ferrandez going to get re-signed? Do they take Justin Cooper? I think from a business sense, I think that Monsters uh, star Yamaha did a really good job at taking Justin Cooper. Uh, he's won a couple titles. So has Dylan Ferrandez. But I think from a business side of things, um, that that was the better move for that race team. I like Justin Cooper, what he brings to the table. I think he'll be uh, low maintenance for the most part. Um, when you have two star guys like uh, Cooper Webb and Eli Tomac, um, not that those two guys are egomaniacs, but they're super competitive. They're both two-time Monster Energy Supercross champs. So um, those, those, are, uh, those are some household name guys, and they demand a certain amount of um, – respect um they've certainly earned that and they expect a certain amount of of support technically um i think so i like what justin cooper brings i was extremely impressed take the whoops out of it 
uh, I think he would he would have done even even better, but he did really good. If you go back, he came like round five in Houston. I think was his first race. Guys were already catching their stride, and he was easily top ten. You know, mm-hmm. like sixth to tenth place. Um, you know what? I mean, that's right outside. I mean, I don't I don't see him beating guys. <laughs> He's not going to be beating guys like Jet and Kenny and well, he beat Kenny a couple times. But he's, you know, I don't think he's to that level. And the 6th to 10th place, that's uh, nothing to sneeze at in the 450. So I think he's going to do great things. Um, I think he's going to be right in that area. He gets good starts. He's consistent. He doesn't ride over the edge. And, uh, you know, with a little luck and some improvement in the whoops, I think he'll, I think he'll do well. Yeah, I, I personally for Justin Cooper, I feel like he needs to – perfect scenario for me from outside looking in is if he yeah. can be – um, I'm going to use reference Michael Byrne. If he can be the Michael Byrne, uh, you know, that's, you know, third on, on a, on a freaking awesome weekend. And then, you know, anywhere from that eighth place, you know, third through eighth, if, if he can establish himself every weekend to be in that, in that mix from third, third, third through eighth, I think that's, that is a, that's a great starting point for him in the 450 class. Cause I don't think he's going to be up front winning races battling with jet and, and Eli and chase like that, you know, occasionally I don't, you know, he'll be able to ride their coattails for a few laps. I don't see him being up front, but for me, if he can take that and be like that fifth place guy every weekend, like there's always guys looking for, for that spot for that fifth place spot teams, you know, is what I mean is looking for that fifth place spot. And I think that's something that'll, that'll carry and he can build on that and get better. It'll um, it's interesting before we switch gears and, and go to the 250 class, it's going to be interesting to see where Ferrandis ends up. That's um, unreal. Stopped, right? <laughs> no more chairs left. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not sure about the negotiations and all of all how that went. It's crazy when you think of his accolade, accolades on the, in the 250 class, especially in the, um, in, in the Supercross and then Motocross. And then he's a premier motocross champion as well and now he's outside looking in doesn't have a deal um i think he'll get something i think he'll get something for sure uh before too long and uh i had heard at some point that maybe hep he would land there suzuki hep but i don't know we'll see i know he's moved down to uh claremont so uh oh my old stomping ground have you heard anything about hep i think we're expecting him to go to suzuki and in you know be on the same team as Kenny. But Ferrandis only has 31 Supercross starts in three years in the 450 class, only started four races in 2023. RV, what does Ferrandis need to succeed in this class? I think the answer is probably obvious. <laughs> yeah, cons- yeah, consistency. I mean, like, like Ricky said, he's got outdoor championship. I mean, he's got race wins under his belt. But in, the consistency hasn't hasn't been there, and 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 you just mentioned like not a whole lot of starts for the amount of of, of seasons he's done, right? So, um, you know, consistency. I mean, the guy's got the speed, um, but yeah, showing up every weekend. I mean, we got thirty two of these things. You have to show up on your A game. There you go. It's going to be fun. Uh, the four fifty stuff. Man, we could sit here and talk about that all day yes. long, right? And give we got our 250 opinion. class, boys. Uh, let's thank our sponsors, United Motorsports, Boxo USA, and Quadlock Case. Check out unitedmotorsports.com, uh, boxousa.com, quadlockcase.com. 
great companies, great uh, supporters. Remember, United Motorsports, uh, they got six locations throughout um, Kentucky and Ohio. Go check them out. Um, and, of course, Quadlock Case, we do the Quadlock Question of the Week or every episode here on Title 24. We got something special for that this week, by the way. Uh, check them out, man. They are, uh, they're blowing up. They make, they make incredible product. And then, of course, Boxo, BoxoUSA.com, uh, incredible tool company, uh, really making it happen. They support all of uh, Monster Energy, Star Racing, Yamaha. If you're around the pits next year, uh, check out their setups. Uh, pretty cool. Just go on their site. Um, you know, they have a lifetime guarantee, super easy process. Uh, and you can get 10% off all site wide at Boxo, at Quadlock, at United Motorsports, uh, with a title 24, uh, is the promo code for 10% off, uh, site wide. So we, we appreciate, uh, everyone. Um, I want to bring, uh, Brett back in and Brett, you know what, dude, you, we're not done yet. We're going to uh, go silly season and talk about 250. But every week here on Title 24, we do a, a quad lock question of the week. Um, I thought that it would be great, uh, myself and RV, to, uh, you know what, dude? You are the lucky winner oh, of boy. the quad lock merch. I know how, listen, dude, I know. Me? <laughs> you, you don't like to bust out the wallet very often. You know, you are very, you're very calculated in your expenses and all oh, that. Look at my phone case is falling apart <laughs> well you know what guess what my man for your generous uh, time that you have given us here today on title 24 you are going to be receiving uh the quad lock uh merchandise giveaway uh this week so uh i will just let you talk to curly he will get you dialed in <laughs> and they will send you a whole array of uh product and accessories that they make i can assure you that you will like it. And then when you do get it, uh, make sure you tag them and, and talk about how it's how, how great the product is. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you, if you could? Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Take it away, my man. This is your show on the uh, 250 Silky season. <laughs> you know what's exciting about the 250 class in, in motocross and supercross? It's it's freshies. No defending champions. Uh, Jet Hunter have mo- moved on. Justin Cooper's moving up. Colt Nichols is already up there. Jeremy Martin, who won 250 motocross titles 10 years ago, we're expecting him to move up to the 450 class maybe also. 
Um, wow. So we're, we're looking at some fresh faces, at least in Supercross, atop RV, the podium, did, R, and atop RV, the championship ladder. RV, did you see where they the uh, Club MX team signed signed James Hart like three year deal? I did not for a four fifty. Oh, I no two fifty, right, BJ? Yeah, yeah. So you, two you, fifty. You're saying, his, you're saying his last his current contract was a three year contract. No, I thought they just re-signed them. As I thought, that's what I read. Am I wrong? I, I have read the same thing. Three-year deal. Okay, okay. That was okay. a surprise. Yeah, I just thought, listen, dude. We all know he's a he's a tough competitor. He's had a lot of success, but man, he has had a rough go at it the last several years. Some gnarly, gnarly injuries. Yeah, and I don't know, man. Like we go back to when RV, you talk about the speed especially in that 450 class and the intensity. I mean, if he's not willing to, to, to take that risk, and I think it's a risk for him at his age, it's going to be tough in that 250 class. And uh, I just, where he's at, I think that, you know, he just needs to rely on his experience and just be happy with wherever he finishes, you know, up front, if he can, if he can, if he can run up front at times and be on the podium, collect a win here, there. Ricky, I, I, I feel like, um, what? you know, talking about, well, I feel like, I, I feel like expectations, right? Like I know past champion and obviously as a past champion, uh, I think multi-time champion actually, um, you know, like you have a different mentality and it's hard to start thinking differently as, as a champion um, and as, as a race winner. And I think being that we're watching, watching him kind of, you know, on the tail end of his career, um, you know, I feel like use Phil, Phil Nicoletti, for example, like still out there grinding away, doing his best finishes. But if it's not there that weekend, I feel like, you know, I feel like that's kind of where he needs to, to be better at his, his racecraft or his racing on weekends is like, Hey, if it's not there uh, this weekend, then I'm not going to, you know, send it or risk it. I feel like really trying to figure out your tail end of your career. How is the best way am I going to exit here? Am I just going to always end up being hurt um, and you know, not being on the line all the time and intermittently coming into the racing or try to be there every single weekend and just get in that top 10 every time and start. Once you get a 10th, you know, or let's use 10th, for example, then it's a ninth and then it's an eighth. And then Jeremy can start building that confidence and that speed back up. Are we ever going to see him back up front winning races? I don't know about yeah. that. But no. I feel like we. I feel like if he if he can get himself onto a good foundation and start to build on that and and work and what is his exit strategy for his career? Like go out, you know, with with top fives. Like I think that would be a hell of a exit of a career. You damn right it would be, especially RV after coming off some gnarly injuries, dude. The back yep. end. Remember at Muddy Creek when he collided with Cooper? That took a while. Um, and then and his wrist has an issue. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I love, I love what you say about that. Yeah. Definitely realistic expectations. Dude. Mm -hmm. So we're speculating here a little bit. He right say he rides the 450 motocross class, takes that into SMX where, you know, you're going to, you're not going to get the whoops. Nope. There are going to nope. be some motocross type tracks. RV does he, or RC, does he finish top 10, collect some cash? I mean, top nope. 10. Uh, I mean, listen, you guys know I don't like making predictions, but that's going to be tough, dude. I mean, 
this yes. the 450 class in general is going to be tough. And it goes back to what RV was saying about expectations and risk. And, and, and if you ask me, I feel like, I feel like his, his, the, the, where he is, is I personally, if I was his manager or his, his, his guy, um, I would, I would keep him down in the 250 for supercross outdoors and come into to, to SMX finals, you know, um, in a good position to, to, to make a bunch of money in that, in that yeah. light class, because, you know, it, it, let's face it, like. I know some guys don't think about it, but I always thought about it. Like, how can I maximize my revenue? Because we're only here for so long That's as, uh, uh, you know, in, at that top level, making the money that we're making. Like, realistically, we looked at it. I think, Brett, we looked at my career when we were at or look, talked about it at, at Chicago. And I'm like, oh, I think I raced for 10 years. And we're like, da, 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 da. And oh, no, it's actually only eight. So, like, <laughs> from, from start to finish, it was like eight, eight years, I believe, I think we came up with, you know? So, trying to maximize your revenue is what these guys, I mean, I know that you just shouldn't, I mean, I always race for money. I don't think it was a problem. Um, no, I didn't race for money, but I, no, I you raced a motivator. You, yeah. You won, you freaking won races and you knew that it would be a massive payout. Like exactly. And I feel like that's, watching and listening. that's right. Everyone watching and listening to title 24 right now, or RV is saying like, we both had the same mindset, dude, we're going to go out here. We're going to win every race or as many as we can. We're going to win as many titles as we can. We're going to get in and we're going to get out. We're going to yep. try to get out and be here as minimal as possible. So now take a career. You're making, you know, 10 to 20 million bucks. Okay. We did it in 10 years. Now, maybe there are some guys doing that, but they're, they're prolonging it. They're having more fun. Um, RV, you've said it, that would have been kind of cool looking back to kind of enjoy that, but yeah. it's just a mindset, but that was the old way of thinking. Like RV was the last guy of the, that, like that generation to have that mentality. Now these guys are stretching it out. And what's kind of cool about that is they're not sitting around at 27 and, you know, making, having to stretch that dollar out. You know, and so. because let me, let me tell you, I mean, I know Ricky probably you've been doing TV for a long time, but like yeah. there are some days where it's like, dude, what do we do to stare at the wall? Like, so I do think that like prolonging the career is a good thing, but just having real, real expectations on where, where these finishes are like, you know, like to, 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 to look back at Jeremy, but like, Hey, this year for Supergrass, you're going to be in contention for the Supergrass championship in the lights class. That's super far fetched for me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't gamble that. I would say, I would tell him, well, that's a, that's a long one, buddy. Um, but to top five, every time hundred percent, put yourself in a good position for SMX rounds and you walk away with, you know, two, 300 grand, like that's a plus your salary. Like I think just doesn't have no calculated man- decisions and he don't have a manager. So that's 10% minimum savings, right? Yeah. There. Last question. Sorry. Last question on this topic for both of you, you guys worked, worked yourselves into the ground. Yeah. And you were out. Do you notice, and I know you're not at the training facilities with these guys, but RV, you do work with Ryder Francesco. Do you tell them don't work yourself into the ground? Just don't do that to yourself. It's not worth it. Or maybe it's not even necessary anymore. Brad, it's, it's 31 it's, races. Yep. But it's a different mentality. And why I say it's a different mentality is, is what Ricky just brought up. Like I was kind of maybe the last one of that, of that mind thinking yeah. that, that, that thought process these guys today, um, I, I feel like you have to. You also you got to bring them down in down into the trenches. You got to show them what that what that is. And now I think we're 
it, you know, there is something to be said about, you know, do it smarter, not harder in, in, in some scenarios. Um, and I think that is a benefit in some scenarios, but other, other scenarios that I see with these younger kids is, is, and just watching all the way through the lights class, all of them, every single one of them, not riders picking him alone, but like, you know, Joe, Levi, Max, Swole, you know, like these guys, like they don't know exactly, they don't know how deep they have to dig to be a champion or to stand on top of the box for 32 weekends a year. So that is, it's a fine line. You have to really push these guys to their ultimate limit and breaking point and even break them a few times and then build them back up. And I think the difference in mentality from when like I came up and Ricky came up was, is we, it's, it's just always harder, more, 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 more. You'll be good on the weekends where now I think it's a little more calculated. I think we we're, we're all of us are more, are a lot smarter when it comes to like, Hey, we can't just burn the candle at both ends. But when we do do our training, we have to leave every single rock on, you know, we have to unturn every single rock out there. We can't leave anything out on the track because me, I used to ride three, four days a week. Yeah. Now we're riding two days a week, bro. Three minimum. Yep. Some of these guys are riding one to two days a week, depending on how they're feeling and with travel and, and the whole thing. So just, it's all changed, but you still gotta, you still gotta show these guys that that this is no joke and you got to dig and you got to know how hard it is. Yeah. Put it in perspective for him. Yeah. Joe Shimoda, 21 years old. He's back at Honda. He was at Geico Honda until the end of 2020. Now he's back. He's with American Honda and he is expected to win. Right. RC. Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, I listen, I, I don't know. It's certainly, I mean, that Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki team, RV, they figured something out. I would say the last four pro motocross races, all for the majority, most of the guys were running up front, top 10. They were all inside the top 10 on starts. And that 250 class, if they're getting good starts most of the time, that's a reflection on how good the bike is performing from an engine standpoint. Um, he, he was great um, in this pro motocross um, playoffs almost won the uh, world championship in the 250 division. One, two, um, two finishes. That's right. He, um, um, I'm interested to see if that um, HRC Honda 250 is going to perform at the level that that Cowie was. I find it hard to believe that it's going to. Maybe they'll get it working better in the next few months. Uh, we'll have to see. And so I just, uh, you know, I, I wonder, that's what I'm looking for with Joe. It's like, how is he going to react uh, if it's not working and performing as well as the Cowie was. Uh, but I like that he ended on a good note and it's a new fresh sheet of paper. He's been there before uh, and he's, he's new route and he's around some guys that uh, he enjoys being around. They have the same manager, all that fun stuff. So I think the synergy and the vibe will be good for him. Uh, I just wonder what it's going to be like if the bike isn't quite, quite as good and, and see how he reacts to it. That's my mindset on Joe. RV, what's it like to go to a team where they won everything in that class the year before and you have that pressure in the back of your mind where you can't not win to use a double well, negative? Well, that's actually where I was going with it. I think that that Joe, being that um, you know Hunter is now out, um, we have Hayden, right? We have Hayden still in the mix. 
um, in that lights class. But ultimately, like this is kind of Je- uh, uh, Joe's. This is his time, right? He's been in the lights class for quite a few years, um, more than quite a few. But he's been in the lights class for a handful of years now. This is his three races, eighty-one races. Okay, 81, 81 yep. gate drops, and this is his time, right? And and to Ricky's point, like well, let's use Star. We already know Star is is probably top cream of the crop when it comes to horsepower, um, you know, off the line. Uh, and then PC just found a found and closed that gap quite a bit. And what we've seen from like say Hunter is, you know, his his race wins were were they weren't based off hey whole shot pull away win. It was race craft. It was him coming through the pack sometimes. Um, it was methodical thinking. So Joe, for example, like. I do think he's on the third best horsepower motorcycle um, currently. And I think that uh, with the added pressure of him kind of being the guy, Hunter just left, won championships, Jet won everything, and now he's moving into that fill their shoes. Um, He's not only going to have a new motorcycle to learn, but he's going to have that added stress and pressure that you just brought up of producing wins and and a championship uh, like they hired him to do. So – I don't know if Jet or Joe has ever been in that position of 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 like the premier top guy, the one that is is expected to win. And as you know, that brings a whole different set of challenges every single weekend. You show up as you're the guy. You remember back in the day, um, you know, dude, if you got hired by Honda, you were there to win championships, not there to get second, not there to get third. And to to RV's point, he is he is being hired to go clean up in that 250 division next year 120 percent and it's gonna it's it's gonna be fun to watch it's gonna be hard because you know you know who he's gonna be battling against so and he's only gonna be better and apologies to the hayden deegan fans i said honda won everything in the 250 class i forget we got three championships now hayden deegan is your 250 smx champion levi kitchen the video is out there of him on his new Kawasaki. He is now with Pro Circuit Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki. 22 years old. He turns 23 in the middle of the season next year in February. 378 in the Super Motocross Series. One career win, A2 2023. Ricky, what do you expect out of Kitchen? I think he needs to improve on, uh, on obviously, his finishes last year or this, this year. Um, you know, I'm expecting a lot more out. What I can't understand and is so hard for me to fathom is how, when he gets the whole shot, he normally wins. Yeah. And he's, he's some way, somehow, maybe it's, it's looking at a different color fender. He's somehow have to, has to find it within himself. And only he's the one that knows why he's not performing to the level that he, he is expected to perform at is he's got to figure out a way to if you start fifth or you start eighth you've got to find your way up to at least the podium you can't continue to get the whole shot win and then if you don't get the whole shot you get eighth you know you you can't you can't race the speed of where you're around so only he knows what uh where he needs to be better so that's what i'm looking for uh in levi kitchen he's on a great uh he's on a great program um rv i mean RV and I both have great relationships with Mitch. Uh, we had a lot of success with Mitch. Mitch is not going to let that kid fail. And you, I think there's a side to, to, there. If you ever hire a, a star athlete and you're able to get him to your program, 
you know there's a little extra incentive. You just have to think there's an extra incentive to say like, hey, you know what? I brought this guy over from Star who, you know, they, they, are, they are known to have the best team, uh, 250 team for sure, for many years in the paddock. Um, I think like Mitch would want to have massive success with, with Levi. So that's what I'm looking for uh, in Levi uh, for 2024. Mm-hmm. Ryan, you, you rode with Mitch. What is Levi getting himself into under the guidance of Mitch Payton? You know, I think I, I think good guidance. I, I honestly, that's, that has been Levi's biggest, his biggest issue, right? Is, is not being able to back either weekends up or, or motos up. Right. So um, I, I don't, I haven't spent a lot of time obviously being based in Florida. He is, um, you know, it's, I, I couldn't, can't tell you that, that what that issue is, but what I'm hoping for is, is Mitch's team and those guys can, can, you know, help him um, local kid yeah. um, from Washington. So it grew up about two, 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 three hours South of me. So, um, you know, I'm a big fan of Levi love to see him do well, but yeah, he's got to, he's got to fix his, I think it's, I think it has to do with some stuff upstairs too, you know, just, I think he needs to, you know, ultimately realize that this is his job and this is, this is, this is it, man. This is, this yeah. is the stage. There's nothing, there's nowhere else to go um, other than here. So you need to make this work. And if he can do it one moto, he should be able to do it more than, more than that. So that's maybe what, what Mitch can bring. Maybe there was something that star was missing that Levi needed and Mitch will be able to provide that. Like I said, I can't really, um, you know, do a deep dive into what he's missing over at star just because they're, you know, they're 3000 miles across the United States. So, um, but no, I think he is, he reminds me of Kevin Windham. I, I always say that like Levi's like the new age Kevin Windham that can scrub. <laughs> so I'm hoping to get, <laughs> hope this team do better. <laughs> RV, let, let's keep you rolling with Max Voland, who joins Kitchen at Pro Circuit Kawasaki, coming from KTM, where in 48 races, not a single podium. Yeah, that's a that's rough. That's a tough one. Yeah, that's a tough one, especially you know being on a factory team, being you know with that factory pressure. Like Ricky said, they they expect you to to put their motorcycle up front because they have a lot of pride in what they build, and and uh, hasn't been able to do that. Uh, he's had some pretty decent runs and 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 races. I know the kid's talented. Um, but back to what you said, like I, uh, or what I had said, uh, about, you know, the grittiness, the tough, the, the, you know, the, the never say die to dig as deep as possible. That's what I feel like that Max is, uh, um, lacking a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these young kids, it's not just Max alone. I, I'll, every single one of them on this sheet of paper that we're looking at, it's a different generation than, than the way I was raised or the way Ricky was raised. Right. Um, so, you know, I feel like these guys, but talent is there, speed is there, but there's some other pieces of the pie that are missing. Um, you know, and he's, his dad's a, uh, you know, a great asset for him and, and moving over to Mitch, I feel like potentially he'll be able to work with, with, with Talon and, and Mitch and hopefully figure out what he's missing in that recipe. I, I want to leave you guys with one thing and, and everyone that tunes into uh, title 24 and, and is watching us on Peacock or motorsports and NBC YouTube page. I want to uh, a food for thought for Maximus Volan is dude. He was thrown into the hornet's nest. I mean, the guy was like outside the top 10 at mini Olympics. Okay. 
And that's yep. in November. The next thing, now fast forward to the following February. Uh, I think that was the COVID year. And he he came out and practiced. He was doing well. And he, he had a gnarly crash in a small set of whoops. And um, from that point on, I don't feel like he could ever get back to where he, he was headed. And, 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 and where I'm going with this is I, I feel like he was thrown in there way too early. Early. And I feel like KTM got impatient with him because he didn't get the results that they were expecting. But that's not a fair ask, in my opinion, from Red Bull KTM. I mean, dude, you he wasn't ready to be there in the first place. He should have got his feet wet. Right. And, and, and had some more experience, but unfortunately he didn't. And you guys put him in that position and it takes an incredible amount of fortitude and mental strength, um, physical strength to pull yourself out of that hole. Right. RV. And I mean, very rarely do you see guys be able to do this right where they're just in the dirt and then they just claw their way out. Only a couple guys. You think like Zach Osborne is a great example of that. Yep, yep. Uh, like basically resurrect their career. And I just feel like they put him in a screwed position. So yep. now, you know, like maybe this fresh start will be the start that he was needing four years ago. And so that's where I, I actually feel bad for for him in, in that regard because I just feel like he, he was put in a spot that he didn't need to be in. And, uh, dude, they, they grew impatient with him and, oh, he should be doing better, but they're the one that put him in that position. So mm-hmm. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't know all sides of the story, but that's the way that that's what I've heard. And that's what I've seen and witnessed. And I don't know, hopefully this new, uh, this new color will work for him. I hope for Mitch's standpoint, it works for him and, and for, for Maximum himself, because if you watch him, he, he's really talented on the motorcycle. Yes. He does some killer stuff on the bike. Mm-hmm. No, he's, he's really good. And I, and I didn't know, yeah, I mean, I didn't know all that information, but yeah, to, 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 yeah. to, to start off, you know, like to throw him into the deep end like that. And, and when you're not ready and then, you know, Dude. keep showing up and getting, getting your ass kicked every single weekend. And then pretty oh. soon we see him in the top 10 and now we see him in, you know, up in the top fives, you know, like, you know, uh, doing fairly well. So does that trajectory now does that does that really kind of get the afterburners kicked on with this new team, you know, new motorcycle, new, you know, new, uh, you yeah, know, I couldn't, I, dude, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it RV like, cause I was, you know, kind of like watching the results at the mini Olympics and then do we show up to Indy for the first East coast round of supercross. And I heard that he was going to race. I'm like, what? I'm like, really? that guy just got waxed at the, at many O's. I'm like, this has no business. But I think that was when KTM didn't have a 250 guy. Mm-hmm. And they just moved him up. Mm. Hey, well, if you're going to do that, in my opinion, if you're going to do that, you got to have some patience and grace with the dude. That's what I think. Yep. hundred percent. Ryder D moving on to TLD Red Bull gas gas, mm-hmm. 18 years old. This would be his first Supercross races, right, RV? It will be the first first full season, yeah. First full season, first, um, I guess, to your point, real Supercross whoops in the whole nine yards. Um, You know, I think that Ryder, 
very similar to, you know, like a little bit of like Max, you know, like I think they had expect, I know he had expectations of coming in there and, and, you know, you know, felt like he could be up front, but the, 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 the reality of it was, is, you know, once he got out there to, to, to see it, feel it, live it, smell it. And, and, and it was a, it was a big, big, uh, big to swallow, right? Like to, to see where, where we came from and where we have to be and where we have to be to, to, to get up into that mix. So I thought Ryder did, did, um, you know, not look, I would have liked him to do better quicker, but this class is tough. And like, we're dealing with, you know, like I, like I had mentioned before, these younger riders, different mentality than what I was brought up with. So figuring how to maximize and pull the best out of them is the challenge from, from, from a mentor's uh, standpoint. And, and I think that another rider, you know, rider, rider himself, Kawasaki, his entire career, right. From, from, from right out of Cobras straight to 65s, 65s all the way till, till now. So, you know, I, I think that that becomes stale, you know, so I, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens over at Red Bull, um, you know, gas, gas and TLD, um, you know, to see what he can, you know, how he can start improving, you know, and, and that new set of goals and challenges, you know, I think from a kid 18 years old now, but he's literally from five years old, he didn't even, you know, he's playing dirt bikes in the ground and, uh, you know, in the dirt and watched it all the way come up. So I don't know if he, to, I think now he realizes the significance of it, how hard he's got to dig, where he's got to go mentally to be that guy. I, I liked what I saw from him in the SMX playoffs. Um, it, it finally seemed like he's like, to, to what Ryan you're saying is like, okay, now he can see where he needs to be. He wrote excellent at, uh, at Charlotte being up in that mix. Um, he's had some injuries, but I, I'm, I hope that he does well. Uh, I don't know how that bike is that 250 is over at uh, Chorley Designs Red Bull Gas Gas Machine. Uh, but I hope the best for him, just because you think about it, I mean, ever since he was a little kid on Cobras, and then he went, was under that Team Green umbrella his whole career, the entirety of his career. And it was weird to see that uh, relationship end. I thought that um, it was a shock to me. I didn't even know, like, when I'd heard about him, like, wait, what? I can't believe that uh, – Cowie would have let him go like that. But I mean, listen, I don't, I don't know the details of it. Uh, it was sad to see the relationship in. I like Ryder as a person. I think he's, he's, he's very polite. Um, he's always been kind. Um, he's been always been kind to me has no reason to be. Uh, and, and how can you not want to see someone like that exceed, succeed, you know? So. Yeah. And Ricky, I, and, and I've, I bring a point of like, I see what's a trend in Europe compared to what's here is, is like, like to your point of, of Max Volan pulling him out of amateurs and, and plopping him in, in, in the, onto the big stage. Like, for example, look at uh, Liam Everett's. Like he raced a lot of quite a few gate drops, or I want to say a couple years before yeah. he is a title contender like he is now. Yeah. And I see like you know use Max Ryder, oh, um, yeah. some of these you know even even Levi a little bit you know like I feel like like we expect the U.S. like and I, this is how I was bred like if my you know like dude we're going to Anaheim. We're going to be up in the, we're, we're going there to win. We're going up there to be in the top five, right out of the gate, right out of Loretta's. And I think that is, that's a lot of pressure and yeah. a lot of, you know, expectation and maybe a little bit of unrealistic expectation where, you know, when you see these guys that like, like Max, like Ryder, like, like Levi that haven't done 
road to their potential, but they're slowly building on it. And if these guys and these teams and, and we yeah. start to realize that like, not every kid is going to come out like a vegan, like it's right. Realistically, I was the last person that came out swinging like Deegan almost yeah. that was that consistent, that won that many races, you know, that, that have done that well. And that's, those are far and few between. So now we got to oh, yeah. build some of the guys up that aren't, don't come out swinging like yeah. that, that yeah. have the potential. We got to build them, nurture them and, and get them to where they need to be. I mean, think about 1997 and how sideways it could have gone for you, Ricky. Oh yeah. 100%. You hit the ground a couple of times that year. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I mean, listen, dude, I had some rough years in 99 and, and, and 2000, like the, the premier supercross, uh, uh, you know, class, it was, it was rough. Like, questioning like dude maybe i'm just a 250 guy or a 125 guy you know and yeah. it's like my mechanic used to mess with me about it just like like teasing me and you know i had to make some changes and and i was able to you know pick out the points where i needed to improve and and my fitness and knowing what i needed from the bike to to make me feel comfortable to twist the throttle and i was able to figure that out and then then i had success but of of course i mean it could have went wrong for both of us. That's why I, you know, going back to bowling, a guy like that, you know, when you get, when you get down in a hole, there's not a lot of guys that recover from stuff like that. So it's crucial. Mm -hmm. RV and I, RV and I have seen guys that were so good as amateurs and then they make the jump to the professional level and they don't make that jump quick enough. They don't run up front quick enough and, and not always do they ever get to that level to where we thought they would have been and there's no rhyme or reason or I think you know there is something to be said about how fast you get to that level that's certainly a help um yeah it's uh all right it's going. let's move on to Jalik Swole who has said goodbye to Husqvarna I've seen on social media but uh not quite sure where he's going maybe Ricky you could find some light on this for us yeah I mean he's going somewhere I don't know I mean I can I think we can only speculate but um you know I I feel like he's one of those guys that um you know he was he was in a tough spot from the team perspective and then he had a gnarly injury that was a brutal get off that he had um right at the first lap supercross season this year um yeah i don't know it's gonna be interesting to see where he ends up yeah i mean look I, we got we got jaleek swole um you know i've watched quite you know like man he interesting guy out there to be honest like because he'll be nowhere to be found and then all of a sudden he'll rip a good start and he's running up front and he'll be up front for quite a while he doesn't have the stamina yet you know like i think the that's that's from what i could tell you know the little that i've seen him like he's got the speed he's got the talent but doesn't have the you know the the longevity in him you know so yeah stint runs out at at husqvarna um rc i mean i know i know we got a new brand out on the field right now i'm gonna just chalk it up and say that we're gonna see him over at at uh triumph you know thank you see that bad boy out there buddy (laughs) <laughs> there you, I, it'll be interesting i look forward to some uh some news you you, you guys might know more than i know well, I've, I've been on the vitards already been on just looking <laughs> away finding all oh, this dude dude don't don't ask questions man you guys <laughs> saw the motorcycle at la what else do you guys want from me it looked good it looked good yeah it was i went, up and, I I went up and got to see that uh 
I went. I got me. I got a good nice video of me checking out that case mark where you took about half the landing of that finish. Yeah, it's like so. Like I went and did the uh, the hot lab. Like like I was warming up on Friday. I was like, let me just go out there, just do the uh, do the finish line and all that fun stuff. You need like I needed a tow, right? And I'm like, exactly, dude. As soon as I took off, I'm like, oh god, here we go. I'm like, I'm in midair, RV. I'm like, why the hell do I even do this? (laughs) Like why? Why am I out here? You know, but uh, did you go from the turn or did you come from the straightaway? Oh, dude, I wasn't doing that. No hell. I feel no. like, I, but I feel like for me, I mean, I, I didn't, wasn't on the bike, but I feel like I'd have a better chance of greasing it if I, because like coming off the straightaway where you came from and cutting through, like I feel you like don't you know, could, right? You, you could go know. way too fast, yeah. and like out of the turn, you're like, okay, it's yeah. looking at it. Okay, it the should be about second gear. The turn was screwed though. There were yeah. so many ruts and they were hard and crusty. I'm like, man. It so, shows uh, you, hey, listeners, it shows you how soft we both have gotten because oh, they're like, dude, it's ruddy. We ain't riding that. We ain't I, got a, dude, I got a couple. And the thing is, you know what? Is the 250, like, I rarely ride a 250 much, you know, yeah, yeah. for all the testing and stuff that uh, we have done on the Triumph. I've spent some time um, on, on the 250, but majority of the time has been on the 450. So, uh, I was curious sitting up in the booth with you guys in LA and Ricky gets his riding gear on. I'm like, Oh, right. We're introducing the triumph tonight, like switching gears mentally, then going out there in front of 50,000 people. It's been a decade and a half since you did that regularly. I mean, you must've had some butterflies, right? No, no butterflies. I did before I, I, I rode on uh, Friday. Cause I don't ride that much unless I need right. to something for triumph. And you know, now that the bikes are, now that the bikes are coming um, and I, I'll get one here soon, I'll start riding a lot more and go to somebody's house and ride. But yeah, I don't, I mean, I haven't, I've only ridden two times in a year. So the that's, timing- what that's what I'm getting at though. Like you guys have won a, a billion championships, but if you don't ride for, a month, six months, a year, we're human. We get rusty, right? For me, I don't oh. know how it is for you, RV, but for me, it's like when I start taking like a month off, two months off, three months off, four months, that's when I really start to know my timing. It, like my, I notice timing, my timing yeah. starts, yeah, my timing starts to slip big time. Yep. It's crazy. And, and we're just out of, dude, let's just be, let's face it, we're out of shape. Like I rode the oh, brand dude. new YZ. I mean, that just goes yeah. without, that goes without saying, dude. Like, yeah. you know, half the time I'm hung over, you know, like, because <laughs> it's always when we're at a trip and we had a great night out, you know, it can never be like on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, right? It's always, yep. it's always after we've done something the night before, you know what I mean? When you go ride a Supercross track, at least at our age now, it's like, and that's what we worked for, right? Yep. Like, hey, we're out with our boys on, on, on Friday night. We're going to enjoy ourselves, have a great, great dinner, some wine, whatever it might be. And like, you, you just, you're like, oh, I'll be okay the next day. And then you go out there and you're right. Like, damn, I, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have done this. <laughs> that's right. Well, any final silly season thoughts, you guys? No, man, I think I'm looking, <clears throat> I'm looking forward to it. I think that, uh, it, interesting to see what I'm looking forward to is, is obviously I'm hoping to see a lot of these, you know, supercross videos, just like the trans worlds or the, the swap moto lives, the, the racer X to see kind of, I know we seen Levi out at, at Paula the other day, you know, uh, TLD and riders inter- introduction video, I thought was, uh, was really cool to see of him, <clears throat> you know, coming out on the bike and, 
Barsha pulling the, 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 the pantyhose over their head. Yeah, you that know, was good, dude. Going after them. So, you know, I, those are the cool things. This is the off season, right? There's not much going on. So I look forward to seeing the, those, those behind the scenes, you know, old, you know, not old, but behind the scenes riding videos of supercross motocross, these guys getting developing and getting, you know, they get to see their new looks, new gear, maybe new numbers, new bike. Um, that's all the exciting stuff for, for the off season for me. Yeah. Yep. Same, same, uh, again, I, I mirror what RV said and just, uh, I look forward to, uh, hopefully all these guys have a safe, uh, off season. We get to Anaheim. It's just, uh, right around the corner and, and see how they perform. You know, no, I, I don't, I have zero speculation until I, I see, I see what they do. Um, and, and, and I hope that, uh, a lot of these riders that have made changes, they find the comfort and the, um, and the happiness that possibly, uh, that they were looking for. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, Brett, we, uh, we appreciate you, Brett Smith from, we went fast. You guys got, you got to check it out. He does a great job him himself. And then of course, uh, the king of the calculator, Clinton Fowler, uh, Brett, we appreciate your uh, time today here on title 24. Thanks guys. Have a great October and a great fall. Happy off season. Well, that was good RV. I think, um, you know, I think next one we should probably do is I think we should do uh, MXON. I don't – would you say France is probably the favorite? I mean, they're at Arne. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, obviously you got to say Australia too, right? But who's yeah. – who's is it? Todd Waters? Who's is their it? third? Yeah. Who's their – I'm trying to think who their third was. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, I don't know either. But so they should be pretty strong. Obviously France, they're going to come out swinging. It's it's home soil. Yeah. Um, Dude, yeah. I'm not sleeping on USA. I'm not sleeping on USA. I think you listen to what DeCoster said. You got three guys that want to race. And when you want to race, you know, that's, 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 that's something good. They're not going there. They're not hating it. So it'll be, uh, it'll be fun to see uh, what those guys do. And maybe we'll, uh, we'll have a little, uh, we'll rehash the MXON uh, results here on title 24. We'll keep you guys, uh, keep you guys posted what do you think are the issue i think so I, I think i think we should do a deep dive maybe into mxon and and and, and really you know get some and explain the fans how how fim rules are and 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 park for may and if literally if you're one second i know people have heard this but not probably from us or in depth like that but like when we when the u.s goes over to to you know europe yeah. um there's no bad blood or anything but our target on our back is absolutely huge. We, we are the pinnacle of of Mm -hmm. two wheel motorsports and supercross motocross is here in the U S supercross. Now we have the SMX finals and we got outdoors. Right. And, and as you see, Kenny, you know, uh, Ferrandis, uh, Joe, like they come here if they're, if they're capable of riding supercross, partly because the money is, 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 is better. And, and, um, you know, and I, it's living in the United States, right? It's the, it's the place everybody wants to be. So um, I think for the U.S. guys going over to England, it was always one of my favorite races. But, man, the load and pressure of, of per- performing um, over there, as you know, is, is, is none – there's not another race like it. No, no, there, there isn't. There isn't 100%. I would say if there's any advice – to, to Team USA, dude, just go over there. You're going to have a lot of people in your ear. Just go over there and do what you do. Keep it on two wheels, and I guarantee you, 
you guys will do better than what uh, most people think that you're going to do. And, and, and really, there's no secrets in my mind. I mean, definitely you got to ride fast to win the race, but to, to get a good overall score, I mean, our, our team has the ability to do well if they mm-hmm. just keep it upright and, and be as close to the front in their respected division uh, as they could possibly be. And maybe they could sneak out to a better, a better finish than what people are giving them credit for maybe. Yep. 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 hundred percent. All right. Uh, again, thank you to uh, Brett Smith and um, at, at we went fast, incredible to have him on. That was fun RV to uh, kind of chop it up with him and him kind of, him kind of do all the uh, heavy lifting today. Right. Yeah, no. And the deep dives, you know, like the stories, I think, I think uh, fans and listeners, probably uh you know that was that was kind of that was a i wouldn't call it a huge deep dive but a, more than we've done in the past but i would love to see you know brett or clint and 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 you know us really deep dive into say your oh. career my career and have them pull up maybe some old footage and maybe this is i'm talking off-season stuff guys to keep you guys keep the listeners keep the fans and engaged okay. and and also uncover stuff that's never really been talked about or heard or uh, or seen you know just like uh, what brett did with with that write-up and story on on yourself yeah get some yeah get some people that uh have have a different light and uh they can tell some stories that like you said we have forgotten for sure but uh we know it was long but it was well worth it hopefully you guys enjoyed it if you were listening to it or you're watching it uh remember uh, we appreciate uh, all of our partners at United Motorsports, uh, Boxo USA, and of, of course Quad Lock Case. Appreciate the merch giveaway. You know the promo code at all those uh, all those companies. Ten uh, percent off. It's Title Twenty Four. Uh, remember, if you want to watch us, it's always on demand on Peacock, so you can go and, and check this out or past uh, past episodes, of course. And then uh, it's on Motorsports on NBC's YouTube page as well you can watch it there can't watch it and you want to listen to it remember you can always uh we're on all the um, um podcast platforms so make sure you check it out we appreciate all the support we will be back with you rv and i will for a little wrap up and a deep dive on the results from the motocross of nations so thanks for tuning in thanks for watching and we'll see you after uh after mxon Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.